And boom, just like that. It is Thursday. This is the Stretch Show. Thank you for being here. Every single day we kick down the moto. Actually, next week we're going to kick down the moto still. And then we're going to have a good two-week run of no moto. No moto. That's right, I said no moto. We're going to have this weekend, we'll have the races at Washougal. Then we're going to have a two weeks off. So we're going to have, which turns into three weeks of shows before we get back to moto. So we're going to have a good, long, dry spell of no moto. I might run some old uh, interviews, some Eli. It seems like Eli has been gone forever, and he was, what, the last two rounds of Supercross he was out, and then all of motocross season so far. But, man, nothing on Eli out there has been a bummer. You know who is out there? His name is Hunter Lawrence. We're going to talk to him next, HRC Honda. He rode like a champ. Tough as hell, that kid, too, man. It cannot be easy to do those kinds of things on a dirt bike with a rib injury, and he has been doing it week after week, and then he keeps crashing and re-injuring the ribs, and he keeps powering through and showing everybody he is a freaking beast. So shout-out to Hunter for just being a boss and getting it done and getting the red plate back. And remember, he had two bad races. One, the bike blew up. Another one, he had a gnarly crash and was probably pretty seriously hurt. So... He powered through both of those, lost the red plate, and then came back and did one of his best, most solid performances of the year out at Millville. So it was good to see. Shout out to him and the HRC Honda crew. We're going to talk to him in a few moments and see what's going on with Mr. Hunter. So always good to talk to him, too. He's, he's a good, funny dude to talk to. And uh, I just I like him. I like those Lawrence brothers, man. You can't not like them. They're just... They're awesome kind of dudes. All right, after that, I'm going to go, not your typical UFO story, but I like to stay on the topic. I like to keep everything out there. And I will give you something in extraterrestrial life form uh, news. Uh, I didn't have anything that yesterday there was that, I guess they were had a press release where they were going to talk about what they're going to talk about in the hearings next week, the first UFO congressional hearings uh on since the whistleblowers have all come forward and we didn't get anything on that i looked and looked and didn't find anything on that so i don't think they said much and so often we get our hopes up for these congressional hearings and then they end up just being a wah 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 i loved it when they had all these ufo experts out there telling stories that i've known about for years just listening to like coast to coast and stuff like that when i worked overnights and then here i am and these congressmen are like, wow, really? I didn't, I didn't know that. And you're like, douche, where have you been? This is all over the internet. They know they've just been burying their head in the sand. So now they're acting at least like they want to know more. The whistleblowers are coming out there. And now they put in all kinds of craziness into the new defense budget. They apparently have to come clean, but I'm not holding my breath on that either. And they're making a big dog and pony show that they're going to this is it. We're going to have the truth disclosure, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The truth embargo is fully in effect until I say so. Until I say it's not because I don't trust any of these efforts at all. So we will get into that. I have a really cool story you probably didn't hear anywhere because it, well, is doesn't make the president look good. And the media really goes out of their way. I got it from UK media. Remember, I always tell you, if you ever want really good political news, go to the UK. You'll get it. 
because America is biased as hell to the left or the right. There really isn't a news organization that just gives you the news. And this is very eye-opening and will tell you all you need to know about our lovely president. And it also tells you all you need to know about our media that no one's talking about it. And the fact that if they were talking about it on Fox News or Newsmax or any of those, people would be like, that's BS, fake news. It's like, suck a big fatty, man. This came out of the UK. And it's worth hearing. I'll do that after I give you my alien update. And it's a hell of a lot more. I got a lot of weird food stories today, too. And not cool food like the fat man wants to go to the Orange County Fair and eat everything in sight until he explodes. That'd be a way to go. But no. Weird food stories like people are douchebags. It's all of that now. A whole lot more. But up next, Hunter Lawrence on the 4-9. Big 49. It is a stretch show. And right now, we are sitting down with the man from HRC Honda who once again has the red plate in the 250 class. His name is Hunter Lawrence. And Hunter, there were questions coming into today. How banged up were you going to be? Were you back ready to race? We didn't know. You had bike issues. You had a couple bad races in a row. I think that were no fault of your own. You lost the red plate to Deegan, and then you come out of today almost a perfect day uh, going 1-2. You you had a 1-1 wrapped up, but you had a little spill there, and it cost you that second moto. So walk us through your take on today. Are you stoked with it? And also uh, tell us about that little uh, crash you had. It wasn't much, but you did drop the bike, and it cost you the 1-1 on the day. Yeah, it was a good day. Um, yeah. Obviously, second moto, yeah, just – you know, tired at the end, and then, geez, I think I had like four lappers in front of yeah. me, past, you know, a few on the downhill and around that corner. Yeah. And just, uh, you know, they're, I don't know, they got their own stuff going on, <laughs> and uh, as yeah. I do, and yeah. just last minute split decision to, to miss them. Yeah. And I uh, just pushed the front, washed the front into the right. face of the wall jump. So it uh, wasn't ideal, and then kind of took me a bit to get up. I like almost winded myself a bit, and. And then I was like trying to see where third place was and I didn't know Joe was there. And then I kind of heard him on the last section. I'm like, all right, crap, I got to dig again. <laughs> so it was, it was, uh, it was close, but, um, no, all in all, pretty good day. Yeah, absolutely. A great day getting the red plate back. Uh, let's talk about your health. I know you've been battling rib issues all season long, and then it seemed like right when you were probably getting back to as close to 100% as we've seen you this season, you had another gnarly crash. We know that can't feel good. There's got to be some re-injury there. And then today when you dropped the bike, did it uh, hurt at that point? I'm sure anything hurts with the ribs because they're not 100% and they're still a little tender. But were you feeling that after the little spill today even? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I've had pretty bad luck with always falling onto the left side and just, you know, <laughs> yeah. when they get a little bit better and just re-injure them. But, um, yeah, gave them a good hit. Uh, of course, we couldn't land on the other side. So, um, <laughs> but no, all good. We got Dr. G. There you go. Dr. G is like a miracle worker because that guy has kept you on the track and riding at a very, very high level with what is a really hard-to-deal-with uh, injury, especially in this sport when you're taking the beating that you do on a motocross track. So shout-out to your doctor and you and the crew, man. Good, good work. Let's talk about this track today. I know tire choice is always really all about the starts in this sport everybody like you'll go with the paddle tire if it means getting a good start and then you'll deal with the loss of traction in parts of the track just to get that good start so today i noticed you had a tire 
and then you changed, and then you had, uh, before the race, you changed back. So you had two tire changes before we even really got going today. What was that all about with you uh, ending up on the scoop tire? Yeah, it was, um, we went with the half cut for the sight lap. We thought, you know, the track was getting really dry and hard and a lot of square edge bumps in a lot of places. So we thought we had a pretty good plan with that. But then the sight lap, there was like, they did enough dozer work and, and flattened enough stuff that made it softer than what it was. So it was like, all right, we don't want to sacrifice the start. And, and yeah, went back to the scoop. All right, that makes sense. And it worked out for you because you had a hell of a day today. Let's talk about this track. Uh, a lot of talk about those sand whoops. Uh, why are you so good in the sand whoops? Is it technique? Like, what what is it that gets you through those sand whoops so well? Yeah, I mean, good technique is obviously a huge part of getting through them well. But you know, that combined with throttle control and just gripping with your knees and stuff, because okay. they they got really pretty gnarly at the end of the day, like yeah. super short faces and and really really steep. So you don't just want to hit it wide open because you're just gonna go sideways. But uh, yeah, they. They're different every year, I feel like. All right. Well, let's uh, talk about this, uh, Hunter. It's something that went kind of viral. I don't know if you're aware of it yet. Uh, you were doing some adjusting, some some package adjusting during the race there. And I know when you're sliding around on that bike, all kinds of things happen. But was there something wrong with uh, your undergarments or with your pants? Or did you get something caught wrong? Are you even aware that that's gone viral yet? Because if you're not, you, you will here soon in that first moto when you were having to adjust your pants during during that race. What was going on? Yeah, uh, yeah, we heard all about it. Everyone was super fixated on that. But no, just readjusting the pants, you know, like we're moving so much on the bike yeah. in, when we're seated and sliding back. Okay. I mean, the seats are really grippy. So yeah, yeah it just kind of, you know, moves your pants around. I'm sure like I'm not the only one <laughs> that has that. And like sometimes your jersey will yeah. get moved and stick in a weird spot from the sweat. So uh, just kind of adjusting as you go, you know. Uh, you got to adjust. Nothing wrong with adjusting, man. People got to lay off. I think they're just having some fun with you, though. I didn't see anyone uh, making any major digs about it. Uh, I, let's talk about this, though. You debuted some Alpine Stars gear, and you went with the all pink today. Uh, bold choice for a dude. Let, let's hear about your, your uh, gear selection today and this new gear you got with Alpine Stars. No, you know what they say. It takes a real man to wear pink. So, uh, yeah, yeah, why not? Yeah. The first uh, first gear reveal of the 2024 Alpine Stars stuff. Nice. So, uh, yeah, why not? All right, why not? It worked. It got you to the top of the podium again and reclaiming the red plate. Congratulations on the gear launch coming from Alpine Stars and also on the red plate and such a great race today. Shout out to you and the HRC Honda crew. We will talk to you next week when we head to Washougal, getting our West Coast on here. I am Stretch. This is the Big 49, your home of Moto Rock Extreme. The Man Urge. Report! Dolph Lundgren, a.k.a. Ivan frickin' Drago from Rocky Four, has gotten married. He's 65 years old. His doctors, he says, gave him two to three years to live amid a cancer battle he's currently going through. And he has now married a 27-year-old chick. I'll tell you this, if he beats this cancer, this young chick's gonna be kinda pissed she married Grandpa. I'm just saying. All right, we finally got a little insight into what went down in Las Vegas this week when they served a search warrant in the Tupac Shakur murder. Remember, that happened back in 1996, and they just served the warrant on Tuesday 
in Vegas, and here's what we know. It was a guy's house named Keith D. Keith D is a L.A. Crip gang member who apparently is the uncle of the guy Orlando Anderson that everyone thought was the trigger man in that. Anderson himself was shot and killed a couple of years later, but they say back in 2009, Keith told the police that he was involved that night and his nephew was the trigger man, and he told them this while striking a deal so that they couldn't prosecute him, and now he went out and started telling everybody in the world that he was the dude that killed Tupac and blah, 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 and now the deal is out the window, so they're able to prosecute him on stuff he told them where he couldn't be prosecuted before. Pretty interesting. This guy might go down for the Tupac murder after all these years. Marshawn Lynch, the weed-smoking running back from the Seattle Seahawks, played a little bit with the Raiders, but he was definitely a Seattle Seahawk through and through. They called him Beast Mode. Well, now he's hawking blenders. Beast Mode has teamed up with Beast Health, and they're selling these Beast Mode blenders that are actually kind of cool. It's like a bullet, but a lot bigger, and it looks like a little more heavy-duty, too. So if you're down with Beast Mode, check out the blender. The man Entertainment with Stretch. Big 4-9. It's a Stretch show on a Thursday. And here is an interesting story. What's happening as we dive headfirst into what they're calling UFO mania that really got kickstarted in this modern time in 2017 after the New York Times took it seriously and released the Tic Tac videos and started writing about the topic with news credibility rather than, oh, this is hogwash and little green men and anyone that sees them are crazy. So we're, I'm seeing something else change here. This is a article that I found when I was searching for UFO news. And it said, are aliens trying to contact earth? Scientists discover a mysterious stellar object that emits a five minute pulse every 22 minutes. And it's only 15,000 light years away from earth in the scrotum constellation. Okay, it's not called the scrotum constellation, but close enough. And here's what I'm noticing. This article would have been mocked and made fun of because it's an article of them receiving some giant burst of radio waves on a set scale every 22 minutes from this star 15,000 light years away. And now they're talking about it seriously. And they can talk about it seriously because suddenly everyone's okay with talking about life on other planets. Everyone's okay with UFOs. Everyone's okay with extraterrestrials. And it's cool to see because I think we've been burying our heads in the sand and not looking at things we should be really looking at. And to show you that I'm on spot on with this, they discovered this rhythm this 22-minute uh, burst of radio waves from this star 33 years ago. And they're like, wait a minute. 33 years? We've known about this for 33 years and we're just now kind of making a, a deal about it? Yeah, that's exactly right. You know why? They would have been ridiculed 33 years ago. Probably would have lost their funding if they're like, we think we found extraterrestrial life on this planet. And right now they've got a team of astronomers uh, out of Australia. And they're the ones that got into it, and then they started looking around. And here's how you validate something you see from one of these, you know, uh, observatories somewhere in the world. You call your nerd buddies at the observatories in the other parts of the world. 
and everyone was able to lock into this area, and it has been verified, and they have known about this star for 33 years now. And it emits radio waves every 22 minutes, and they say they know what causes that, and it's a certain type of planet. When a planet, uh, a giant star implodes and goes into like black hole, that there's a star left, and, and those types of stars do that, and that's what they think this star is. But they think it could be some type of extraterrestrial life form that's got something going on on their planet that is blasting radio waves out because Earth is a noisy mofo because of all the humans on it. There's a lot of radio transmissions coming from here and a lot of other transmissions coming out of Earth that you could spot if you were a extraterrestrial from a very far way away and they're thinking perhaps that's what this is and the fact that people are looking at this seriously and discussing this seriously to me says it's just the newfound love of ufo news and how it's suddenly okay to investigate ufos i think it's cool don't get me wrong i'm not knocking it i'm like cool it's about damn time and i'm still gonna keep digging hopefully uh, by tomorrow's show for the friday show I'll have some info from the press release where they basically that they, they, they did some press yesterday where they talked about what they're going to talk about in the upcoming congressional hearings next week as they get underway in the whistleblower uh, hearings where the guy says we got spaceships and UFOs and they're going to drag people in there. Remember, if you lie to Congress, you're going to jail. You're going to jail. Your reputation's ruined and you're going to jail. So we'll see what happens. I'm fired up on this one. I really, really am. All right, coming up next, some weird food stories. I'll drop a couple of those on you. Later on in the show still, we are going to rerun the interview from Dylan Ferrandez yesterday, the Star Racing Yamaha crew. We'll get that pop back up into the show. And uh, some weird food stories next. It's the Big 4-9. Big, big, big. The Big 49. Moto. Minute. Brought to you by LBZ. Finally, this Saturday at Washougal, Moto is back on the West Coast, and that means one thing. Freaking sleep for everybody on the West Coast. That gate drop is going to be at 1 p.m. on Saturday morning. And that means Friday night beer fest is on and popping at your buddy's house. No waking up at 6 a.m. to watch qualifying. No, that is 10 a.m. Pacific time for qualifying. And most importantly, the coverage here on the 49 will start at noon Pacific time because that's the only time zone that matters. And that's the bottom line because Stretch said so. Another Moto Minute brought to you by LBZ is coming up one hour from now. Big 49. It is Stretch Show here on a Thursday morning. Thank you for listening to us. Thank you for being here on the 4-9, your home of Moto Rock Extreme. Right now, I have to tell you, it seems like people are looking for ways to sue. It seems like people have given up on earning money. And we've just become a society of destroying other people through lawsuits and litigation and BS. And that's very dangerous. My understanding is that's how the Roman Empire collapsed. Just... They got lawsuit happy and stupid with their laws and overly liberal and insane, and it just fell apart. And (laughs) voila, what are we? Let's talk about this story. This happened right here in lovely California. A bastion of democracy. A restaurant, Thai restaurant, called Coup de Thai in Los Gatos. They have a specialty appetizer they call Dragon Balls. I'm in already, just because it's 
called Dragon Balls. And the dish is listed on the menu as hot, as it is spicy. And so what do you think happens? We got Dragon Balls, and you would think, okay, that's kind of a play on words. They're called Dragon Balls. They're these little balls of whatever the hell's in them. Uh, uh, spicy chicken balls is what they are with mint, shallot, green onion, and cilantro, a little lime, and some chili. And they are $11. And on the menu, they say, this is a very spicy dish. So what do you do? You go in there, and you're a, a lady named uh, Harjazlin Walia. And she goes in and goes, yes, I'm very interested in getting an order of your dragon balls. However, uh, my body doesn't do so well with spice, so could you make them not so spicy? Right there. I punch you in the face and throw you out of my restaurant. Stretch restaurant, that's how it goes. And typically, I'm not gonna lie, you, this is gonna sound racist, but Chinese restaurants that, especially when they have old Chinese waiters, old Chinese men or women, they're usually rude. You see, you're like, what you want? And then, and then if you say, yeah, can I have that? They'll be like, no, you don't like spicy, order something else. And they say they encourage people at this restaurant to not order the Dragon Balls if they don't like spice. They say they're spicy. Well, this lady got them, and she ate them. And voila, guess what happened? She got a burning sensation in her mouth, throat, and nose, which then led to her eyes and nose watering, as well as massive coughing fits. She said later she went to the doctor to get medical treatment because she was so internally disturbed from the spicy dragon balls she ate at coup d'etat, or coup d'etat, um, that she was then diagnosed with internal chemical burns from the chilies and the dragon balls. At least that's what she says in the lawsuit she has filed. Uh, supervisor at uh, coup d'etat explained that the restaurant had never previously encountered any patron claiming they had been burned by a dish and needed medical attention. They say the Dragon Ball's appetizer is spicy. They do not use excessive chili spice. They say and it's not possible to make it mild. If you order the chili lighter or whatever, it's all mixed together. It's a ball of chicken meat and all these spices and herbs and all the crap I mentioned earlier, and then they fry it up and they're delicious. Well, it, I, to me, does that not sound like this lady went in there looking for a lawsuit? Like, she didn't go in there and say, you know what, I'm going to sue these a-holes and say they burned me. Because that's what it seems like to me. And it's just BS. Um, let's see how much money she wants, though. She's now suing them. She says they're unfit for human consumption, and the bird's-eye Thai chilies are what makes them so unfit for human consumption. See, she's suing the restaurant owners, the chef, the server, and all others involved uh, because they failed to take any precautions when serving the appetizer with a high amount of Thai chili, which is the culprit of what burned her with chemical burns, she says, on the inside of her. She also says that when she was having her bad reaction, they all just stood there and stared at her when they should have been giving her milk or ice cream or yogurt or had something on standby serving a dish that is so spicy and dangerous to the public. I say... Freaking toughen up, buttercup. Suck a big fat one. You don't like spice? Don't order spicy food. Better yet, you have that kind of a problem with spice? Don't go to restaurants, cook all your food at home, nice and bland, so it doesn't burn your vagina, I mean your throat, you freaking douche nozzle.
All right, I have another one of these. It's not the only one. This one uh, that's coming up next is going to come out of Florida. But you know what? Let's break them up. I'm going to come back next. I'm going to give you that political story I got out of the UK newspapers. And it's eye-opening. Remember, there were whistleblowers within the IRS that came forward. And they said, hey, man, Hunter freaking Biden is getting just handled with kid gloves here. All kinds of preferential treatment is coming his way, and it is definitely coming from the White House, and this is BS. Like, no other American gets treated like this. They'll get put in jail for any dealings with the IRS or basically have all of their savings, you know, stolen. The IRS can do anything they want to you, take all your money, close your accounts, attach your wages, do anything, and apparently they just bent Hunter Biden over and licked his anus and gave him a hand job at the same time, and these... Uh, whistleblowers came forward. So what happened? What, what did you hear about that? You heard not a lot about it because it was some right-wing nut job within the IRS who had a political bone to pick. Well, I'm going to give you this story next and tell me what you think. It's the Big 4-9. Big 4-9. It is a stretch show here on a Thursday morning. Thank you for being here. We appreciate the hell out of you guys. Tell everybody you know. Follow us on Instagram. Follow us on Facebook. Shout out to everybody getting down on the Instagram traffic. Uh, Big 49 is currently in a surge like never in its three-year history on Instagram. It's cool to see. It's like it's it's really working. We got a ton of little dumb videos up there, a lot of moto stuff, and people are checking it out, and we appreciate the hell out of you. So we're slowly growing, man. That has been a slow roll. I know myself, Moto Man, everybody at 49 is always so busy doing all the crap that we absolutely have to do that we haven't been as good at social media as we should. And we're slowly trying to get better at that. And it's coming along. Right now, we're, we're at a, a massive uptick. So thank you. Thank you. I'm stoked on that. I have an announcement on that tomorrow. I might be so stoked and braggadocious I come out and drop a little announcement on that ass tomorrow. Right now, let's get into a story I told you about at the end of the last segment, and that is we all heard that a whistleblower had come forward within the IRS to say, hey, man, this is BS. The White House is intervening, and Hunter Biden is getting handled with kid gloves and massive preferential treatment in his you know, case. And there's all the crazy stuff about all the money he made and all the people that paid him that the deals he cut with China and the Ukraine and all kinds of crazy stuff. And it's just kind of like, oh, no, that's right-wing propaganda. None of that's true. Blah, blah, blah. It's somebody with a political bone to pick, and they're coming forward trying to do this. And I'm gonna not going to lie. I would assume, you know what, you're probably right, because you can't tell me every damn thing where they try to throw Trump in jail every other day isn't politically motivated. The guy's getting handed harsh-ass treatment because the Democrats are in power and they're afraid of that dude. That dude away did a way better job than Biden's doing. A way better job. And they know it. And they want to blame him for everything. And it's like, well, wait a minute. He was doing way better than you. So what are you going to do? Yeah, Get him out of the election at any cost. And it looks like that's what they're doing. So I'm not saying he didn't do some shady crap probably along the way. But I would believe that this is very politically biased. So that's what people think when it comes to this uh, whistleblower within the IRS that came forward about the Bidens and the BS way they're handling Hunter Biden. Well, what if I told you this guy now is coming out, the whistleblower, 
The guy has been absolutely terrified to come out. And it's not the first time he's come out. Let me tell you what I'm talking about. His name is Joseph Ziegler. He is a Democrat, political affiliation. He is a homosexual man married to another man. And he is the guy that blew the whistle. He blew the whistle on his own people because he said, this is BS. He's doing his job. And this guy should be commended because he's like, hey, Hunter Biden is getting a BS deal over here. And the fact that you're not hearing this and this isn't everywhere, like, hey, man, the guy that came forward is a gay Democrat. This guy should be in Joe Biden's corner. And like, and that's what's disgusting about the world right now. When you see something shady, you should speak up. And I don't care what side you're on. We all got to make decisions every single day, man. And you got to live with those decisions. And a lot of those decisions could affect our entire country. And I think this is one of those deals. I applaud this guy for coming forward and telling the truth. Guy's been an IRS agent since 2010. He appeared before Congress and he told them, man, Hunter Biden received preferential treatment in the investigation into his financial dealings. And there's no two ways about it. And he said, and the guy's now quoting it like, this has been as stressful of a situation to him as when he came out as a gay to his family. He said it was very, very stressful. And, and it's, he said, it's like coming out all over again. And I'm, he's making light of the situation, but I imagine that's a stressful situation. And I imagine this was a stressful situation, especially being a, a gay Democrat. You're like, hey, guess what? I know this is our guy and we would rather have him than Trump, but I gotta tell you, I gotta come forward on this because it's not right. This guy should be applauded. He really, really should. He's doing the right thing. He's a, he's a great American at this point. And it's not, not, I saw the story today and I'm like, this is fascinating. Why haven't I seen this anywhere? Oh, it's because I'm looking at UK newspapers. And if you see anything from a right-winning news source here in America, you just assume it's BS and it's gonna be right biased. And this would be a great story for them. But everyone, but we've got so much slant on the news here that I think we've tuned it all out. I'll tell you, if you ever want really good news, go to the UK, good news on America. Go to the UK, they do an amazing job. So there you go. A homosexual Democrat is the guy that blew the whistle on Hunter Biden's preferential treatment with the IRS. That should tell you all you need to know about what's going on with the government right now and the politics at play and everything. All right, let's get back to things that make me happy. Up next, we'll talk to our friend Dylan Ferranis from Star Racing Yamaha. Then after that, going to get into another one of those crazy food stories, only this one's from Florida. And I got a problem with these parents. It's a big issue. We're going to talk about it next, or after we talk to Dylan Ferrandis. 49. Big, 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 big. The Big 49. Moto. Minute. Brought to you by LBZ. Really good YouTube video up right now, put up by Shane McElrath. This dude went racing at the last minute. Remember, the World Supercross is where he was planning on spending his summer. They moved round two, put a 91-day gap between round one and round two in the World Supercross, and all these dudes came flooding back. McElrath comes back, 
with no sponsors whatsoever, literally buys a bike from a dealer, gets in there, and has a pretty solid day. He gets some good points in the first moto. He crashes in the second moto, but they documented the entire day up on a YouTube channel, and it's worth looking at, man. These privateer dudes really know how to put it down. And remember, he's the reigning champ over in the uh, World Supercross in the MX2 class, so he's no joke, man. And he's on the 450s with the big dogs over here in the outdoor season. I'm Stretch, another Moto Minute brought to you by LBZ is coming up one hour from now. Big 4-9, it is the Stretch Show on a Thursday morning. Thank you for listening to the 49. Let me get into this one. I got issues with this one. Let's go to Fort Lauderdale, Florida. WTF, Fistful of Florida coming at you right now. Got a family in Fort Lauderdale. They went to the drive-thru of their local McDonald's. What do kids love? I know my kids loved, loved, loved as kids and, and probably still if I went to McDonald's today would still get chicken nuggets. That's like the thing that kids love. They got a four-year-old. They got the kid of little uh, chicken nugget Happy Meal. And then they give the kid the chicken nugget Happy Meal and they claim the kid dropped the McNugget. She's in her car seat. And the McNugget then fell down between her leg and the car seat. And the kid began to scream hysterically and freak out. They say the reason is, is because the child was being grossly disfigured by the scalding hot chicken nugget. You guessed it. They didn't give the kid a cup of coffee and say, hey, dump this in your lap so we can sue McDonald's. They gave this kid a chicken nugget and say the chicken nugget was so hot it was unfit for human consumption and that a four-year-old dropped it in her car seat and it burned badly disfigured her leg because it was so hot. When it became lodged between her thigh and her vehicle car seat seat belt. So they want $15 million. Here's my problem. I've had two kids. They're both adults and still alive. Meaning... I am no longer really 100% responsible for them. Like, I got them to adulthood safely and alive. They didn't, like, get into a gun and shoot themselves or anyone else in my family. Uh, They didn't get burned to death. I didn't forget them somewhere. I didn't leave them in a locked car. They didn't choke to death. They didn't do anything caused by my neglect that either permanently disfigured them or killed them. So I'm, I'm success. I win right there. I win. I, I win as a parent. Good, done. I win. Well, here's what I know. And part of being a successful parent, and God knows I'm not father of the year, but I am, uh, uh, like I said, I got two alive children who are adults. Uh, everything those kids ate when they were little kids was taken, especially if we went to fast food or whatever, I remember getting chicken nuggets and all that stuff, and I remember putting them on a plate and then breaking them up, and if steam came off of them, blowing on them, how many of you have done this, that they're blowing on the food so that it wouldn't burn your kid? Your kid is the most important thing in your entire life, and you would never want anything to happen to that kid because you're a dumbass. And by the way, McDonald's is now saying, yeah, here's the deal. It's chicken. We have to serve it at a hot temperature or it's not safe to eat because bacteria can get on it. And then we're dealing with food poisoning where we'll get sued. 
And they say, and we don't serve them that hot that they could do that kind of damage to anyone. They're suggesting that this family possibly nuked the hell out of their chicken nugget. Like maybe it got home and they were cold and then they nuked it and then the kid got burned after it came out of the microwave and not because of what McDonald's did. That is their defense. They're like, we don't know what happens once that food leaves the drive through window. We, we're, we don't know what's going to happen, but we don't serve them that hot to do that kind of damage to leave second or third degree burns on a child's leg. That's not happening. And I'll tell you, I, I have had many a problems with McDonald's food over the years, and never was it too hot, ever. I'll give you their coffee side. I, I would get mad at McDonald's when I'd get the coffee, and then it would be so hot I couldn't drink. I would get it on my way to work, and I would have to. I'd get all the way to work. You want to drink the coffee on the way to work, and then I'd get to work before I could finally start sipping it because it was so hot. That was my knock. And guess what? I didn't ever do. I never took the lid off of it and dumped it on my cock so I could sue them because I think that's what people do. So we had a lady that ate spicy Dragon Balls and sued the restaurant for them being spicy. And now we have a family in Florida that is suing for $15 million because they say a chicken nugget that they gave their kid in the car. And by the way, bad on you. I remember being paranoid as hell of giving, of watching my, if my kids had food in the back seat, you're looking in the rear view mirror and you're watching my cat like, what are they doing? Where's the food? Because I was always afraid they were going to choke. Especially on a chicken nugget. That's a very chokeable thing. Or like any hot dogs. How many of you have cut the hot dog and then taken the little slice of the hot dog and then chopped it into four pieces a million times because you don't want them to choke on it? I'm more worried about choking than burning. I, I never really thought about that. But I'm with McDonald's on this. I don't think this chicken nugget did this. And they want $15 million? crazy man people have lost their effing minds lost their effing minds all right up next i got some more stories i'll get into something and then we're gonna head into the final hour after that rerun that interview with hunter and then pack it up and go home for the day and come back for the friday show it's the four nine Big, big, big. The Big 49. Moto. Minute. Brought to you by LBZ. Jason Anderson and his team fried dudes have been kicking it out at Glen Helen this week. Just riding like a mofo in the heat. Getting ready for this weekend's race at Washougal. And it's good to see. It's crazy. He's not getting the really great results since coming back from injury this year. But I also have to think he's taking it kind of easy and just getting points to get himself into the Super Motocross playoffs at the end of the year because that's where the big money is. And you just got to get there and you will do pretty solid in the money, even coming in last place. And trust me, Jason Anderson ain't going to come in last place. I am Stretch. Another Moto Minute brought to you by LBZ is coming up one hour from now. Big 4-9. It is the Stretch Show. On a Thursday, tomorrow is Friday. Tomorrow means Last Chance Radio. Last Chance Radio now is just Moto Man by himself in there. Yanking his wanky. I don't know, I'm a Kyle and Kyle died. I think there's an imposter Kyle that comes in sometimes on Saturday. But yeah, Kyle don't play on the freaking uh, Last Chance Radio anymore. I don't know what happened. But I don't know anything anymore. I I'm the soon to be former boss of the 49. So I have no idea what's happening. Yeah, it's weird. I've been thinking about this. I typically, I know I was very emotional when we, the podcast ran for 13 years with Jack and I, 13 years. I was very emotional when that ended. I was like, damn, 
I remember being very upset as we wrapped that up. It was just such a long run, and I think we did a podcast before anybody was doing podcast and radio, and and we caught so much flack for it that everybody would talk, look, they're doing a podcast, they're lame. And then now everybody in the world does a podcast, and we really proved it could be done. The fact that we did it for 13 years and made money on it from day one, I'm very proud of that. I'm very proud of that. The podcast paid me about uh, a million percent more than the big 49 after three three years. It was a million and a half, five million percent more. Podcast was successful as hell, and I stopped doing the podcast so I could do this radio station. And I remember being bummed. And now I came full circle. I started doing the podcast here at the Stretch Show not that long ago, four or five months ago. And... Here I am, wrapping it up on the 4-9, and I'm like, it's just time to go back to retirement. I am a radio hack. I'm a radio has-been. Me and Cooper Webb are, are washed up. That's what I know. Ask Coop. He'll tell you. he say, I'm washed up, man. That's why I get no respect. I'm like, I hear you. I'm washed up radio hack. It's time to go. So I am hanging it up, and 49 is going to go on. You'll still hear me all over every damn thing that runs on here for a while. And that's cool. And I, I can pop in from time to time and say, what's up? There's no, like I say, there's no bad blood or anything like that. It's just really me. I, I'm so excited at the future of coming home from work and watching TV, eating dinner and watching TV. That's, I haven't done that in three effing years, man. Granted, for two of those years, I was working overnights, which made it even worse because I would have to wake up in the middle of the day and do the show and then do that. But now I'm back to a, basically a nine to fiver and I am going to come home and I'm going to eat dinner and I'm going to watch TV and goof around. I might do a podcast every now and then. I'm not going to do anything every day and I'm not going to be tied to any other person at all because I always feel like people get pissed when I don't do what they want me to do. You know what Stretch wants to do right now? Be healthy and relax and not have anyone count on me because I, I, I am just done. I'm done. I'm done. And it's nothing bad. The 49 is a flamethrower, dude. I'm going to make an announcement tomorrow about our Instagram that I'm excited about. And I know 49 is is starting to swing a massive schlong. We started off with like an acorn penis. Like you nasal, you know, like you see like a big old mound of hair with a little acorn in it. You're like, oh, it's a bird's nest with an acorn. No, that's a full grown man's penis. Yeah, yeah, we started with that. And it started to become a swinger. Like, like in the moto industry, Big 49's got some clout. And that's not going to change. And if it does change, I come back and I target people. I'm going to be the assassin. I'm going to wait. They're going to pick up. The red phone's going to ring. I'm going to be like, don't call me unless you need me. And then the red phone's going to ring and they're going to be like, stretch. So-and-so did this. We need a full-on hit. And I'm going to come and I'm going to lay into them. And I'm going to let them have it. Because one thing I love is a good fight. Even though I'm tired, I'm tired of fighting and I'm getting too old to fight. It's nice now having a firearm on me at all times uh, during work. Because I don't, I don't feel like I have to fight. It's always like at any given minute, part of my job at any moment, I could have to tangle with someone. I'll just shoot them. Yeah. It's like, I'm too old. I'm not fighting. You come at me. I, 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 I step back. It's a much better way to go about life, I'll tell you that. 
and I'm, I'm getting tired. I will fight if I have to, and I'll come back and fight for the 49 because I love this place, and I put too much into this place, man. I put a lot of blood, sweat, and tears into this place. A lot, a lot, and a lot, a lot of sacrifice. And the hell I've gone through in the last three years to do this, I can't even begin to describe. I cannot even begin to describe at home and in my personal life to, to be able to do this. And it is, it is something. So I am looking forward to the relief of not doing it every day, but I am going to miss it. But I'm still going to be doing the, I'm still going to keep the podcast, the stretch show podcast. So I'll throw once in a while, I'll do a pod. I'm not going to be responsible for anything, though. It's going to be great. It's going to be great just to be a numb nuts and go work nine to five, come home. I can go work out again. I have this massive home gym that hasn't been touched in three years. I'm going to go down there and work out. So I'm fired up about it. All right, I didn't get to a story, but I'm going to wrap it up. Uh, coming up next, we will get into a Dylan Ferrandez interview from the Star Racing Yamaha team and friend of the 49. We'll talk to him, and then we'll say see you later in the final hour of the stretch show. Not final show. That's not coming up till the end of August. Step big 4-9. Big 4-9. It is a stretch show. I tell you, in my house, there's no AC because I live right by the beach, and it doesn't get doesn't get hot here, they say. Yeah, well, July and August, parts of September, it's burn your balls hot here. And the house gets hot by the end of the day, and I can't open the windows because I'm screaming on a microphone here doing a radio show. So I'm locked in a room with... It is so hot in this room when I do this show at night. I mean hot as balls. I have two fans going, and it just feels like I'm in a sauna. It feels like I'm circulating warm, moist air making my balls sweat. I'm getting big sweaty balls. I'm going to sue the big 49 for giving me crotch rot. Pretty sure I have that. I have crotch rot from sitting in a my own puddle of swamp ass and doing this radio show. My God, is it hot in here. But I'm at my job. I have that AC cranking. Everybody walks in my office because, oh my God, it's freezing in here. And I say, shut up, skinny bastard. Get out of my office. That's why they love me there. That's why they brought me back. They're like, Stretch keeps a real deal Holyfield in here. Whatever you do, don't go in there and bitch about his air conditioner. He made Columbia. Ah, skinny people. Shut the hell up. All right, I am going to pack it up today. Come back tomorrow for the big old Friday spectacular. Last Chance Radio is tomorrow. Get ready for Saturday when they got moto coverage. The moto show with... Moto Man, Jason from HYR, and Bookie Kyle. It is all coming your way very, very soon in the Friday Stretch Show tomorrow with not one, not two, but three riders from the 250 class. That would be the Hunter, that would be Justin Cooper, and that would be Joe Shimoda. My, 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 my Shimoda. All that on the show tomorrow. Until then, God bless you all. And God bless the United States of America.